Hello and welcome to Forerunner Leader Podcast Relationships Part 2. So I want to kind of dive deeper into the relationship aspect of leading people um, on a different level. I like to think outside of the box. You know, this topic is definitely one I think a lot of people don't like to approach. I've seen it in businesses and cultures of companies where um, we're afraid to go too far into the relationship with our coworkers, whether it's our subordinates or whether it's not. We kind of have a mentality that we don't want to get too close. We want to stay out of their business is the specific thinking behind a lot of companies. I see the point in that type of rationale and in that type of managing aspect. But a true leader and leaders who think leadership-minded and are really for people really get to know their people. I'm not saying you have to be their best friend or their best pal, go on trips with them or anything like that. What I'm saying is, is that we have to take the time to get to know what's going on in their everyday life. How do we create a productive workplace and how do we create relationships where people want to stay at a company based off of those relationships. You know, one thing I think is interesting in companies is we always look for a reason why people leave our company, but we look in all the wrong places. We look for the new hires that just haven't settled in, or we look for pay amounts or things like that. We, we don't focus on how well we treat our people. If you treat your people well, they will stay. And that is the bottom line. If you treat your people well. Now, treating them well includes pay, 100%. And that is a big factor in many people's lives. It also includes how you make them work. Whether it's at home, whether it's in the office and workplace environment, whether people feel like they have to jump through hoops and hurdles to get in 30 minutes here or there off or things like that. Like, how can they take days off? Do they get approved days off where they need to take the PTO to be with their family? Are we allowing these things to occur or are we not? Are we so caught up in workplace management of time and managing people to the point Now, I didn't say leading, I said managing. Managing people to the point where they can't breathe and they can't enjoy life outside of work. They can't do the things they need to do. You put all these conditions and you want them to choose other options to fit around the work schedule. Whether I agree or not with that thinking, I think the point is, is that is a very antiquated view of the workplace of today. Today's workplace should be built off relationships. The companies that you see that are really successful, that I'm talking about, successful not just in money, but successful in longevity, successful in their people, production, people value. I'm going to look at like Virgin Records and Virgin Mobile and all the Virgin brands. Their leader is 100% a people person. He wants people to thrive. He wants them to feel good about their job and about their life outside of their work. And that's why that company thrives so well in all the endeavors that they take. You can take a look at different companies that are much, much larger 
and bigger and kind of analyze how, what is their turnover rate? What is the, what is the rate? What is the nature of the job? Is the nature of job just the cause? And a lot of times we, we like to place that as the reason people leave the job. But I, I beg to differ on all of those occasions. I like to think outside of the box because we have a problem with it in general across the board. We have a problem with hiring people, keeping people, getting people to work. Why don't, wanna, why don't people come to work? It's not that everyone is lazy. It's not that everyone has a different view. It's that times have changed in the culture of our world. Our world is saying, especially in the United States, is saying, hey, we want to be able to spend time with our family. Work is not everything. Work isn't why I live. I don't live to work. I work to live. And so we have to come to the point of where we get to know our people well enough and what's going on in their lives and have compassion and concern for them that we help make changes at work for them. We don't have to bend over backwards and jump through all these hoops for every person. You know, we're so afraid to tip in that iceberg because we're like, well, if we do it for one person, we got to do it for all. Okay, so what's wrong with helping people out in their daily lives? Like, what's wrong with it? I don't, I don't understand what is wrong with it. And we, we accept that we can only do so much, you know, or the term, I'll scratch your back if you scratch my back. But why? Why are we so willing to only give when it benefits the company? But guess what? What we don't see is that it benefits the company to be able to make your people happy at home and at work. Guess what? You get a more productive person. You get a person that thrives, the person that wants to come to work. Mentally, it's connected. The antiquated view of work is work and home is home is out the window, I believe. I believe that we're all interconnected with our home life and our work life. It affects all of us. Whether we want to choose to believe it or not, when you have a good day at work, you have a good day at home. When you have a good day at home, you have a good day at work. That's how the human mind is set up. As a leader, when it comes to relationships, building relationships is about being, A, relational to your people. How can I relate to them? Okay, maybe I'm coming into this position and I don't have a lot of experience in the role that they're doing. Maybe I came in as a higher level leader and I don't necessarily understand the nit writ of the basic, you know, lower level person. So I have to really get on their level. I have to understand what they're saying. I have to trust them. I think a lot of times in our businesses today, we we always use the term trust but verify, which is fine. That's whatever. But then what we don't do with that is that we don't trust people. We don't give them the benefit of the doubt. We don't believe that people are generally good. We're afraid everyone is taking advantage of us. So we make our policies and our procedures around people that take advantage of other people. And I get it. I get their logical thinking behind it as far as why would we want to do that? Why would we want to prevent, you know, one out of 10 people who want to take advantage of us? At the end of the day, most people are not trying to take advantage of anybody. Most people are just trying to live their lives. And they take a job because they need the money. They don't take it because they enjoy it or want to be there most of the time. So we have to understand that, A, the person probably already doesn't want to be here. So how do we get them engaged? And how do we create an environment 
that says, I want you here. Please stay here. I think you would be great at this. Let's see if we can work out a plan. Let's see if we can work out a future between all of us. What can we do? What can we do to make you want to stay, to make you happy, to make you enjoy this position? It's about building relationships. It's about finding out what makes people tick. You know, I always find it funny when workplaces want to do these little contests or they think that that food or pizza is going to make people say, stay at a company. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares if you have, you know, pizza or food for them, you know, every once in a while. No one cares. What they care about is they care about, A, number one is money all the time. People need more money to survive. We can barely survive on a basic minimum pay as it is. And I don't know about you guys, but where I live, it's not cheap to rent. It's not cheap to buy anything right now. Gas is high. You make everybody come back into work at the same time. Gas prices skyrocket. That's less money than the raise that you just gave them or didn't give them. And so now they're struggling more. But guess what? Antiquated companies are like, no, no, we don't care about that. We don't want to think about that. We just want to think about the business operations and that's it. We don't want to get close to people. We don't want to say, hey, I understand that gas is really expensive. We don't want to go there. We don't want to level with people. We don't want to talk about realities because we're afraid it's going to affect our judgment. We're afraid it's going to affect the business operations. But guess what? It doesn't. It doesn't affect it. What it affects is it gets people into a place that says, hey, my boss really cares about me. They actually care. They want to listen to what I'm going through, what's going on in my life. And it really looks like they're trying to figure it out. And then they believe you. Once you get their trust, once you get their buy-in that you really are sincere and you really do care about people, then your relationship builds. Your relationships get better. It builds to the point that the person is able to say, hey, I like this. I like working for you. I like this. And they want to stay. Now... What kills that is if the company's culture is not in the same mindset. When you have a leader that has that mindset, but the company's culture is not in that mindset, then the person's not going to stay. But when the whole company has the mindset that they care about their people and they're willing to go above and beyond, they're willing to give them that extra couple of dollars paycheck. They're willing to give them that extra 30-minute schedule difference. They're willing to work out things that need to be worked out so that they can keep them as employees because they value them. Too many times have I seen over any job that I have worked where companies have let employees go that are really good employees. We just let these people go. And I'm thinking in my head, but yet you have, you set up, you know, talks about why are we losing so many people? Why are people saying we need more people? We need to hire more people. But yet, we're not valuing the people. We don't find value in them. We just consider them a seat. We don't say, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so, whatever the name is. We don't even remember their names half of the time. Or we don't think of them as a person or as a value. So, I think it's funny um, when, in the workplace setting, when I get... In a situation where it's like, 
no, you take yourself in a hole or, you know, you're too this or that, or you, you do this too much. I know exactly where I'm at. And that's the thing is I know, I know what I'm doing. I know exactly where I'm at. I'm not digging myself in a hole because if that person was to make a mistake, if that person was to do something that I've already set out clear expectations and guidelines, because based off the relationship I built with them, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to say, Hey, guess what? You did this, this, and this, you know what that means, right? And then they're like, Hey, yeah, I do. It's my fault. I made the choice. I'll suffer the consequences. As a leader, you set up clear expectations because you've already built this relationship with them and the relationship keeps going because they understand that the relationship is a work relationship. They understand that you're working within the guidelines of work. You, you, you're clear and abstract, you know, upfront and up straight with people. They're going to understand when it comes to the time, nine times out of 10. One time I had to uh, have a talk with somebody that wasn't my direct report and this other uh, person was out of the office. So I had to, you know, give this uh, person some bad news or some negative news, I guess you could say. So I kind of approached it as I normally would an agent that I had a relationship with. Well, I didn't have a relationship with this agent. So what happened is the agent was caught off guard. The other supervisor didn't do what I've done, A, built a relationship, and B, clear expectations of how things work. And so this agent was very confused and frustrated. So I had to navigate between that conversation. So what it tells me is that when a company culture is not about building relationships, then you have, if you have a leader that does, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle with the mindset of the company. They're going to struggle and not be, you know, one with the company. They're not going to be a united front. It's going to be a struggle for the leaders above them, the leaders below them, the leaders around them, or the company in general, because the company is always going to struggle. They're always going to struggle with the same things because they don't understand the concept of changing. Changing into the relationship-minded leader is going to change the way your company runs. It's going to change the way that it produces. It's going to change the way that employees are happy. They're going to want to come to work. They're going to produce. They're going to make the numbers that you've always wanted to make. They're not going to slack off. They're going to want to be loyal to you. They're going to want to help you and please you and get you to the goal that you need to go because they're going to be a part of it. They're going to own it because of the relationship that you've built with that person. And it has to go a little bit deeper than just the surface friendly level relationship. That's not going to go anywhere. And that's why people spin their wheels and never go anywhere is because bottom line, you have to build a good relationship with your employees to be able to really effectively change the way that they think, change the way that the business runs, and produces numbers like you've never seen before. So that's really all I have today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It's been a while. I've had a lot of stuff going on in my family, and I appreciate the listeners I do have and I hope to gain more as we keep continuing going on forerunner leader 
gmail.com. Have a great day.